Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Steve Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And it's our show we're talking about rental appraisals. Should you trust them or trash them? And we are going to talk about how to spot an accurate rental appraisal estimate. Now, Andrew, let me ask you this. Have you ever found yourself questioning a rental appraisal? Sometimes I look at one and I think, oh, that seems a bit high, but then I'm not a property manager either. So we actually have a listener who was puzzled about the accuracy of a rental appraisal that they'd received. They were looking at an investment property in Beach Haven, which is a suburb in Auckland's North Shore. They got two rental appraisals and the numbers felt a bit too high to them. And so because they weren't able to find many comparable properties online to fact check the properties, what do they do? How do they check it out? Well, the most important thing to realise is not all rental appraisals are created equal. Now, we'll get into the weeds with this specific property in a second, but what you've got to remember is that a rental appraisal is an estimate given by a property manager you know, about what a property could potentially rent for, but they are often just a best guess rather than an exact science. And one thing they often don't tell you is that when you get a rental appraisal, it'll often give you a range and it might say somewhere between 550 and 600. Now you might think, oh, okay, well that means I will get somewhere between 550 and 600. Well, often what that range really means is that at 550, you'll rent that property really quickly. If you rent it for 600, a more aspirational figure, then you might still get 600, but it will rent more slowly. And it can always be that's what we think today, but that could be that there's no other properties available today, but it could well be that there's another property down the road that's cheaper because someone just wants to get rid of it and rent it fast. That creates a bit of competition, which might change that. Now, whether a rental appraisal is accurate or not, it really depends on how the property manager created it. So did they just look at data online on tenancy services or did they base it on similar properties that are currently available on TradeMe? Or is it actually based on the experience, their experience renting properties in that specific area? Because as we'll see, a property manager who's actually personally rented similar properties in that specific area, they're going to have the most accurate understanding of what a property is going to rent for. So Andrew, in this example, what did we have? So this was for a two-bedroom townhouse, two bathrooms and a car park. Now the purchase price was 769000 the first property management company had a range of 760 to 820 per week for that property. The second property management company had a range of 770, so higher than the bottom range of company A, to 820. So same top range, $10 difference in the bottom range, but very, very comparable. And if you used the lower end of that rental appraisal, you'd get about a 5.2% gross yield, which is Pretty attractive, actually, for a new build property, especially in Auckland. So the question is, well, how do you actually figure out whether that's accurate? Because that's the question that this specific investor had. Now, step one would be to check other online listings. And in our book, Wealth Plan, we discuss what we call the right rent system. Now, that's where you go on properties, usually trade me or realestate.co.nz, and you see what similar properties are renting for because that is going to give you the best sense of if a tenant goes on there today looking for properties, is my property going to be competitively priced and you know what are other sellers looking for? Now, one of the really difficult things about this suburb is it's Beach Haven in Auckland and there is a lot of turnover of properties. So if I go there today and look at two bedroom properties in Beach Haven, 
there are only three two-bedroom properties available and they're all existing, more run-down homes, so in a very different condition to this property the investor's looking at purchasing. I've actually done this specific search a couple of times over the last week. Three or four days ago, there were no two-bedroom properties on there. Two days before that, there were five two-bedroom properties. So there is a lot of quick turnover in terms of properties coming online and then quickly being rented in the suburb. So it's really hard to get a comparable. And that's one other thing that I, I should mention as well, that when you're looking at properties on Tradebee, you can only see what properties are available today. You can't see what rented yesterday. Ideally, a property manager who operates in the area will understand what did properties rent for yesterday? And then, so what is your property more likely to rent for tomorrow? So that usual step one, using the right rent system, you couldn't actually do it in this example just because there's not enough properties available. Now, the second thing you could do is go onto tenancy services. Now, if you Google tenancy services market rent, you'll come up with their market rent tool, which is probably obvious it's in the name. And you can search for any suburb in New Zealand and you can get a sense of what properties have rented for over around about the last seven months. So if I go on to Beach Haven now, this includes data from November last year to April this year. So it's probably about seven or eight months old. Now, if I look at that, I can see that two bedroom properties in Beach Haven, they're renting for an average of $555 and the upper quartile is $608. So what that means is 25%, a quarter of two bedroom properties in Beach Haven rent for above $608. So that's why I can understand the investor would look at those numbers and maybe think, hey, maybe these rental appraisals are a bit high. These tend to be a little lower though than what might actually be happening in the market though for a couple of reasons though, right? Because these are just for new bonds being registered. That's how you'd have that data. It doesn't necessarily have a tenant who's had an increase to their rent who hasn't relodged a bond. Yeah, that would be correct. So let's say I'm renting a property off Andrew. He puts the rent up by 50 bucks or 100 bucks. If he doesn't ask me for additional bond, that wouldn't be included. But having said that, usually if we look at the rate of how fast rents increase, usually new properties that are renting out, so that would be included in this bond data, rents tend to increase more quickly for those than existing the, tenancies, than existing tenancies that, that go up. The one reason why I think this data sometimes gets out of date is it includes properties that rented out seven months ago. And in a market where you see really high inflation, in some cases, rents increasing by up to 10% in some regions, you know, this could quickly get out of date. If you think about, you know, your immediate rent's 555 bucks, if it went up by 10% over the last seven months or, you know, it went up even by 5%, you'd be close to that $600 mark. So that's where it can get a little bit out of date. So even after going through these steps, yep, the investor might have some questions about these rental appraisals look a bit high. What's the other thing you can do, Andrew? The other thing is you could talk to another property manager. So say you've got one rental appraisal at the moment, maybe it's worth getting another one. So go to another property manager who might have a different perspective in the market. You know, Again, you probably want to deal with someone that deals in the type of property or the location of the property that you're looking at. So again, no point using someone on the other side of town, particularly when you're talking about Auckland, someone that might not necessarily have a good sense of what the market is. If you've got someone local that deals in, in this case, a new build, they might say, hey, yeah, we had a project that finished you know, three months ago and they rented really quickly. 
and they were at this price. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes this investor made is they ended up talking to their former landlord, so someone they rented a property off, you know, said, hey, can you take a look at this, see what the story is? Now, unless that landlord had experience within the Beach Haven market, their opinion probably wouldn't be that useful. And I don't say that in a really mean way. I don't say that, at oh, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm just talking about in terms of if the data from online is pretty inconclusive, then the opinion you should listen to is the person who's actually got experience in the market because you want to understand that it's on the ground. So that would just be the test. So that's the test where you get opinions from anybody, whether it's Uncle Lester or your, your aunt at the barbecue or your best friend or your landlord. If they've got specific experience, absolutely listen to them. If they are really clued up on the specific strategy that you are looking to use or the specific rental market you are looking to enter, absolutely listen to them. If they don't have as much experience in your strategy, the types of properties you want to invest in or the particular rental markets you're going into, then take it with a little bit more of a grain of salt. I know they also talk to another property manager as well. So Andrew, if this was you, how would you approach the situation? Which rental appraisal would you look at or who would you listen to? Look, I, I don't know that you could say that one property manager is right or wrong because again, it is their best educated guess based on the information they had on the day. What I'd really be honing in on is what is the appraisal based on? So I'd talk to the property managers and be like, hey, you know, when you gave me this rental appraisal at 760 a week or whatever it was, was that based on recent properties that were rented out? Is it based on any anything that you've rented out recently? What data did you look at? What experience have you got with renting out similar properties in similar locations? And I would definitely rely less on the opinion of an individual landlord. Like an individual landlord, especially a landlord that's managing their own properties, they probably tend to be renting things out cheaper. That just is the way that I see most individual landlords operate. And, you know, they might own five rental properties, but they might only be renting, you know, one out every six months kind of thing and then rolling over other tenancies. So they don't necessarily have their finger on the pulse the same way as a property manager that they are day to day is renting out properties. I think that's fair enough. And the, the difficulty with rental appraisals, it just preparing for this podcast, it's made me really aware of it, that often the rental appraisal will just have a range, you know, 720 to 860 or whatever, whatever it was in this instance. And the rental appraisal often doesn't tell you how the property manager came to that conclusion. And so I've actually been on the phone to our property managers saying, hey, we should probably update these and show how did we come to this range? Because one of the things or one of the fears that people often have, especially if you get a rental appraisal from like a real estate agent. So let's say you go to Ray White and you're working with a real estate agent there and they provide you a rental appraisal from Ray White. One of the concerns that investors often has is, well, have you just given me a higher rental appraisal to try and get me to buy this property? And I mean, that's the same if you work with property investment companies as well. You know, if you work with somebody like Opus Partners or Property Factory or, or Positive Real Estate, any, any property investment company, you know, did they just give you a really high rental appraisal because they want you to buy the property, make it look like a better investment? That is a fear that a lot of people have. So that's where looking at either two rental appraisals or understanding how did you come to it? How can I have confidence in this rental appraisal? That's probably how you want to work through the situation to make sure that you've actually got the confidence that it is accurate. And the reason, obviously, that people have this fear is they don't want to end up with an investment that is costing them too much money that they can't afford to keep. So, I mean, the other thing that I'd probably do, if, if I 
we're looking at these numbers and I just, you know, my gut said, oh, it seems a little bit high. I'd probably test it at a little bit less. So if I was doing my return on investment calculator, I might deduct, I don't know, 10%, just made up number, see how the numbers sit on that. And then I'd go, okay, well, the numbers still work for me at that. So I've got a 10% leeway in the rental appraisal if I had to. Well, let me ask you about the worst case scenario as well, Andrew. What happens if you choose the wrong rental appraisal or overestimate your rent? Well, the property could just sit on the market untenanted for a longer period of time because no one's happy to pay that amount. And then, of course, while it's not tenanted, you're paying that mortgage. Yeah. So I think the most important thing just to remember is, look, in a nutshell, rental appraisals will they'll give you a ballpark about what your rental income potentially could be or, or will be. But if you have that gut feeling of it's a bit high, and some people feel that, I actually think it also depends on which part of the country you come from. Absolutely. Um, so if you, let's say you live in Invercargill, where properties are cheap and rents are cheap. If you then decide to invest in a property in Auckland, we often see, you know, Southlanders might say, oh my God, does anybody actually pay that in rent? The answer is if you live in Auckland often because rents are much higher. Similarly, let's say you live in Gisborne and you're investing in a property in Wellington. Wellington rents are, are relatively high as well because incomes are quite high. You might think, does anybody actually pay that? Often that can be the case. So if you have that gut feel that, oh, it looks a bit high, these are the steps you take in order to get some more comfort to understand the numbers once you start putting figures into your spreadsheets. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, what are you doing on Tuesday? We've got a webinar coming up at 7pm on Tuesday, the 11th of July, and we're going to teach you how to spot the difference between a good and a bad investment property. This is going to be really important as the market starts to turn around. If you're interested, links down in the show notes, have a swipe on the cover art, or go to opuspartners.co.nz slash webinar. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 